Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. Here I'm joined by an interesting soul for snacks and sometimes full-blown banquets. We share conversation and confessions, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello, lovely ones. This is a really delightful episode and something a bit different, actually. A little bit, anyway. I'm hoovering with Dream Boy comedian Lee Peart, who, in the lockdowns, taught himself mixology. So it's a cocktail special. Hello, June. Bit perfect. What, am I right? Before we get stuck in, though, can I tell you a deeply meant big earnest thanks, mate, actually. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And thanks for all the five-star reviews. And thanks for telling three people you work with about this podcast, the Hoovering Podcast. I can't believe you did that. Thanks, guys. If you're my patron, by the way, you're the absolute fucking tits. Thank you most. This podcast is almost entirely funded by Patreon. It's about 5% ads because we're classy and fussy, probably about 50% my pocket. And so the only way we can keep trucking and growing is if we grow the Patreon. To do that, I have really upped the good shit that my patrons get. If you've got even a few quid a month going spare, please do 
have a look. You can get loads of extra content, early episodes, ad-free episodes, free tickets to live stuff, birthday videos from me, all sorts of shit. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. I will be so grateful if you join the ranks. This is me officially inviting you to come and see me hoovering live on the 10th of August at the Camden Roundhouse Comedy Festival. Seven o'clock it's on. You'll be away by 8.30 in time for an early night. You're welcome. I can't announce who it's with yet, but suffice to say my guest is a belter. If you're one of my mighty patrons, I've emailed you a code to get a discount on your ticket. Wahoo! If you're at Latitude on Friday the 21st of July, we're going to be hoovering live there too, in the listening post in the afternoon. How exciting, please. We might bump into Jarvis Cocker. <laughs> and, 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 if you hate going out and just love listening, wrap your heart around my comedy series on BBC Sounds right now. It's called Sturdy Girls Club. Okay, let's have this lovely episode, shall we? It's such a joyful one. The only tiny warning is that at one point Lee mentions his desire for lean gains. So um, dodge that if you need to, but know that I did respond by involuntarily laughing out loud. So remember that (laughs) that's him. It's just mentioned in the midst of some conversation around protein and various types of um, really classy cheese. Anyway, you've been warned. Lee invited us to his super cool home where all his cocktail making magic happens. So I'm making a picante. Mm, picante like the name of it. It's basically <gasps> picante, like, hot of the house. Yes, basically it's, it's, it's a bit wanky. It's the Soho house recipe. I love it. Um, so it's basically like a spicy margarita, but it's a Tommy's margarita. Yeah. So it has no Cointreau in. It's just okay. a garbage syrup, lime and tequila. <gasps> But it has a touch of coriander and chilli. Oh my so it God, it sounds amazing. It. Well, I'm a bit nervous. Don't be nervous. Well, I, I'm not nervous. I don't even know what half the words you just said me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's supposed to taste like that. Uh, no, but chilli, it's always hard with chilli. Yeah, I like spicy things. You can't overdo the chilli for me. Okay, that's great, because I'm not great with spice. Oh, okay. So, Lovely. Um, if it's not spicy enough, we can always make it spicier. Yeah. Let's get started. Get in! Um, and um, did you make cocktails in a fancy way? Have you ever done this for work? And, or is this just a hobby that you picked up in the lockdown? The latter. So really? So I couldn't think of anything worse than doing it for work. Me, I feel like that about all food things, like how to ruin it. Yeah, or also like... By the way, I've just seen in the top of your freezer and there's frozen glasses in there. Oh my God, one of the sexiest things I've ever seen, there's frozen glasses in your freezer. You've got a whole shelf just for glasses in there. You've got to chill the glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, so I, during lockdown, I kind of, I've always liked making cocktails. When I was at uni, it was like you would just pour a load of ingredients into a jug and oh, call God. it a cocktail, and it would Mess. taste horrendous. But after four sips, you pissed. Yeah, and like loving it. <laughs> so during lockdown, there was just nothing to do, obviously, and people learnt languages and learnt to crochet. I learnt to make cocktails, and <laughs> I love it. I think it's more useful than French. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, I mean, it helps you communicate much quicker. Really I love does. it. Uh, so, yeah, and then, like, I kind of just, I, I don't call myself, like, an expert by any stretch of it. I'm an enthusiast. Yeah. I'm a cocktail enthusiast, that's oh, I what I would it. say. Uh, yeah, well, um, I hope you like it. I know, I'm going to like it, darling. Even if we just have a sip. This one's actually really easy it. to make. Is it? It's 60ml tequila, 
30 ml lime juice and 20 ml agave syrup. Wow. That's it. It's a very simple recipe. Yeah. And then the coriander and the chilli. The coriander's fascinating to me. I know. And do you know, my friend, I made them once for my friend and he was like, oh, I make them, but I don't use coriander, you don't need it. And when I made it, he was like, it gives a nice little touch. Yeah. Like, don't mess with the recipe. It. Yeah, it's true. Don't mess with the recipe. Yeah, it's so true. Do you like this as well? This is like... If oh you like cocktails, so fancy. It's well, it's it's only like ten pound. I'll describe it. It's it's a jigger. That's what they call a measure, a jigger. Okay, okay. But it's a precise one. Ooh. So rather than just having your fifty mil, twenty five mil, and whatever, it's got like two point five, one point two five, five, seven point five. Oh, so it's, cocktails is all about balance. It's all about specifics. Okay, God, I need to get a life and a boyfriend. I love it. <laughs> You're making it sound like baking. It's like liquid baking. But it kind of is. Yeah. There's a chemistry to it and the order of things and how long things rest for and all of that stuff. Yeah. Does it genuinely make a difference um, how you shake the... um Shake, shaker? Is it shaker? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Shaker. Yeah, you, yeah. you're right. Yeah, took a pump. Uh, the, the jar is kind of out on that, but it doesn't really, apparently. But no. I am quite specific about ice. Okay. So I like, if you're going to use like tiny, small ice cubes, yeah. you'll get a really watered down cocktail. <sighs> Surface area of the right. ice is what I'm quite specific about. Oh, I like that. I've made three. The only thing is. I've made three and I'm worried I've not used enough ice. Because this is what everyone It says. sounds great. It sounds like... sounds like a load of borrowers on tiny horses far Ooh. away. Because everyone's always like, less ice, I don't want it diluting. I'm like, you need more ice because it keeps it cold. Yeah. I'm on an ice crusade. I want more Surface ice area. because it's half past four in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, if it dilutes a little bit, it's quite good. Yeah. And you're working tonight. I'm I am not. working tonight. What we're going to do is just going to be like half an hour of me singing sea shanties before I bring on each new act. <laughs> have you always liked a cocktail? No, have I haven't always cocktails? liked a cocktail. I have had a go. I'm not very good. I don't have the patience, but the older I've got, the more I love a cocktail. When I was younger... I, well, like, when I first moved to London as a student, I remember really having quite, like, an aggressive aversion to cocktails. It just felt like a really expensive way of having a really small drink. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, I think I was just, I was a quantity woman rather than a quality. And as I've got older, I don't drink anywhere near as much. And now I would much rather have something small but absolutely delicious. Yeah, and also I do think a little bit like food, over the last few years, we've kind of learned so much more about food and drink. Like, mm. cocktails back in the day were just kind of... All I remember is, like, a cosmopolitan or a pina colada, and yeah. it didn't taste good. I remember the first margarita I had, I, I was like... Bleh. It was like really? seawater. Yeah, because they just don't know how to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas... Oh, just for the purpose of the listener, I'm fine straining it so you don't wow. get any coriander bits. <gasps> Oh my god, I'm so excited. This is so exciting. Thanks, Poppet. This no, is thanks love. Thanks for having me on. I'm, 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 I'm oh, glad we can talk about cocktails because I'm a little bit like you with cocktails. I, I don't have the patience really for cooking. Mm-hmm. But I've Fine, actually yeah. found something that I enjoy making one yeah. for myself and two for other people. I love it. Yeah. What a cool thing to have as your thing. I've got a lovely friend called Posh Brian. Um, that's not what's on his birth certificate but I've had an amazing few cocktail parties at his house 
and he is similarly into it. And you, you basically, if you bring an ingredient, you know you're adding to this huge mix. But and there'll be all sorts. I shot myself in the foot. Oh, if you cook for everyone, you do that once or maybe thrice if it's yeah. a three-course meal. Cocktails, they want them all night. I'm, yeah. I'm putting a shift in. Oh, I've not God tried it, so I'm not sure workout. how it is. Oh my God, I'm so. so excited. It looks so beautiful. Oh, it's got a sweetness to it. Oh, I'm really excited. I'm really, I think the agave syrups are really f- fun. Because tequila is made with agave. Oh, is it? And that's why we use agave syrup. Oh, my God, the, the colour of it. I'm so excited about the citrus. I'm so excited about the first sip. Well, I've got a little hack for you citrus-wise as well, which I didn't do today, but... Cheers, my love. It's a given. Okay, good health. Cheers. Santé. That's stunning. What do you like? Oh, you get the the lime after. Mm, You get sweet first, Mm. but you get the lime after. And I'm going to enjoy this more and more as that chilli permeates it. it. Yeah, that's the word. I went for permeate like osmosis. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love it. Mmm... Wow. And then the tequila's right at the end. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got such a nice finish. You don't get an alcoholic... Oh, no. You don't get, like, a burst of that kind of tiny little hint of boozy fire until the, that's the very last, for me... And also it doesn't, like, go... Like, that's where I think the best cocktail is, mm. is where you, you don't really know it's alcohol or you kind of don't go, oh, God, that's strong. I think, again, another, like, childhood fuck-up or, or attempt to, was... Uh, did you have... For us, we had to go... I, I grew up in the countryside. Where and uh, Dorset. Okay. And um, so we, whenever I visited my cousins who lived in Kingston-upon-Thames, which is like, whoa, big city, mm. um, we went to TGI Fridays when it had just opened. And that was a, like teenagers ordering, when we could first, if we had a baggy enough jumper on and like, you know, the one of you that could grow a beard would lead us in, we'd be able to order cocktails with our lunch in there. Massive, they? they were massive, but also... Oh, I don't remember that, but... Oh, oh, God. I remember just like picking at random and old-fashioned, and that being like... Whiskey. Yeah, it's, it felt like whiskey, brandy, and something. It was just for like four brown drinks I didn't like any of, all together, like a dragon, like horrific alcoholic, like too I, much, I couldn't so, do it. Old-fashioned is in my top three. <gasps> yeah. Well, and now I wonder if I'd love it, but there needs to maybe be a sour element in there with all that fire for me. Well, the way I make an old-fashioned would be, because oh, all it is is bitters, um, mm. sugar syrup, and whiskey. But I right. do, uh, I express oils from the orange and a lemon, mm. so I express that on How the do you top. do it? Just sort of, you're making a gesture, almost a milking yeah, gesture. Yeah, so you, you just peel a little coin off the orange pith. Okay. Pith. <laughs> and, um, and you just kind of squeeze it, and, and if you get up close to a kind of orange... An unwaxed one. An unwaxed one, obvs. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. you just push it, and you see the, the oils... Come into the drink. That's where all the flavour is. Wow! So this is where my so in the zest, life. same as in baking, you, the zest—it's all the flavours well, in the zest, not the juice. Say. So if you're ever making, and you can save the juice for going in the drinks. Yeah. Well, what, what I do with lime juice—if I'm ever doing like a batch of margaritas, for mm. example, and I really want to elevate my lime juice, this is a good little hack. Mm. And if you've got time, <laughs> zest a bit of lime. Yeah. 
and infuse it into your lime juice. So, like, Whoa. if you're going to squeeze it the night before, for example, if you're making a massive batch, squeeze your limes the night before, yeah. refrigerate them, but zest a few of those limes and put the zest into that lime juice. And honestly, the next day, your lime juice is, like, next level. Wow. Because all the flavours in the zest. Oh, my God, that's amazing. And that's why they do it with cooking. Oh, I love it. And Have you... <laughs> I cannot, having sipped this drink and looked at your beautiful face, understand why you're single. Um, well, I feel like maybe you've answered this with the thing about um, the patience for cooking, but on a scale of 1 to 29, how much do you care about what you eat and drink generally? Do you care about it? Do you get excited about it? Do you plan it? So, I've always kind of said that I'm, I eat to live. I don't eat Oh, to really? Yeah, I'm not really a foodie. However... I have noticed in the past few years, I've started to get... Do you know what it is? I don't really get excited about food. Like, I always take the piss out of my friends because they're like, ooh, Friday and it's curry night. And yeah. I'm like, just calm down. Like, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. But, so I never... But I do get excited about cocktails. Yeah. So okay, I found good. my kind of thing. Yes. And drinks and whatever. But then I challenge But you do over, still eat solids. I do yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. lunch all day long. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I went to a vegan restaurant, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, called Tendril in, in London. It was lovely. Whip bit of London. Uh, I said that strangely. Whip bit. Whip bit. London, was it? Whip <laughs> Central. Middle. That's the middle. Okay, Soho. Soho-y, Mayfair area. But it was delicious. And I was really enjoying it. But what it was, was beforehand, all my friends were being like, oh my God, the best thing ever. Oh my God. And I'm like, just let it happen. Yeah. You know? However, I did make a beef wellington once. I challenged myself because I don't really cook. Yeah. I made a beef wellington and a raspberry souffle. And I have to say, I did it well. So you're not that it, into cooking, but first round ever of cooking, you go for a fucking souffle. I know, my friends are like, this is typical. You, you Johnny Big Potatoes, just rocking straight in at souffle level. <laughs> Fuck me. Cool. I've had souffles in Michelin starred restaurant that ended up just tasting of an egg. Oh, really? Yeah, nice, somewhere in Cambridge. Anywhere. It was meant to be pistachio and it tasted of guff. Um, I I followed like this thing. It was it, I filmed it for like YouTube or whatever. So it's kind of like a silly thing, but... I wouldn't find enjoyment out of doing that for a dinner party. I, in fact, actually, I, I found enjoyment because my, my dad was like, this is brilliant. Man. Oh, and get was, it. So I was a bit like, oh, this is how oh. people feel when people like their food. But, oh, it's just for me, it's not worth the hassle. I'd rather spend a bit more and have it brought out to me in a lovely restaurant. Right, and, yeah, and yeah. Nice vibe. So I love all that. I love the vibe of a restaurant. I love nice food. And I am, of course, disappointed if the food's terrible. Yeah. But it doesn't particularly define me as like I'm a I'm a massive food, yeah, yeah. which is probably terrible to come on a food podcast. No, I don't think it is. I don't think everybody can be like that. I think it's really interesting when I've had it I've had it a lot of dear friends and with partners and people I've lived with, especially when you get to notice it. But I think you don't get to choose whether or not you get there's some people who get like this 
rocking wave of joy. Like you say, a bit like we will do from our comedy, that, 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 that wash of achievement, those, but it me like it hits, it either hits or it doesn't. And you've yeah. got like the cocktails, the comedy is plenty. As long as there's something in your life where you're getting, where you're like, where you've got this like fire in your belly. I think that's a nice way of putting it. And I feel like that about cooking and eating, but equally, I do know if I didn't have that, I'd have a lot more room in my life, for, like a fuckload of other work, et cetera, and other creativity. Yeah. Any passion is thrilling. Well, that's, I've always thought one of the things that attracts me most about people who have ever, I've ever been attracted to have a passion. Yeah. I'm passionate about something. Yeah. My ex was so passionate about climate change and yeah. stuff like that. Like, I remember having a crush on a guy who I remember once seeing he was on this iPad because he loved aviation. Mm. And I was on an iPad, like, scrolling Twitter looking at gossip and he I was like what are you doing on your iPad and he had like this app which showed him all the planes all in the sky and was just following these planes I mean you know, like when you're on a plane and it shows you where the plane is that is pretty cool isn't it I always assume it's like four hours out of date yeah and... but it's like our, at least yeah. it's our plane you're like oh this is us he watches every just any plane. plane he'd watch any plane I remember thinking oh I love, like, I just love a passion. You love a nerd, by the sounds of it. I love a bit of nerd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do one of them, because I couldn't eat a meal. Well, I could maybe, but I'm not one that would go, mm, it needs a bit more salt. I wouldn't know what it's missing if it wasn't great. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. My friend can go, mm, I think they need to add a little bit of such and such to that. Very occasionally, but ultimately I think most things can always have... I, like, really love salts. <laughs> so everything can have more salt. No, I don't think I'm foodie in that way. And I've never done... I have done a few cookery courses, but um, I didn't come away with any, like, massive new skills. Just a few, like, fascinating little tips. Well, I bought for my friend once for her birthday a pasta-making Italian food thing. Yeah. Round. In fact, I think it was round. Did you do it with her? Yeah. Yeah. Me and her went... And it was in someone's kitchen. It was like gorgeous. Oh, that's kitchen. cool. Yeah, yeah. And she's Italian. And she comes... And you go around to her kitchen and she pours you, like, wine and whatever. And there was a group of about eight of us. So we were making our own pasta and we were making di- different dishes. Yeah. So we're there. And she's like, I'm going to divvy out, you know, the, the tasks you all have to do. Well, I got fucking lumbered with pulling the asses out of the prawns. Oh, <laughs> me. Do you know when you're like... Everybody else is making else? beautiful falafeli <laughs> and you, you're like, pulling the shit pipe out the back of a prawn's exactly. anus. Exactly, and I'm like, stood there like... And I was going, <laughs> do you know what? We could rotate it. Everyone <laughs> gets to go at everything. She's like, I don't know how you stick the prawns. <laughs> she must have just known. In the end, I, I love like, it. I'll just have the wine. Thank you. Oh, God. Yeah, yummy. You've reminded me, I did one that was like dim sum making, and it was incredible. Like, but then I came away from it and I bought all the stuff, all the like little oh, the yeah. papers. I went to the Asian supermarket, I bought all the stuff you need. I made, I had dinner party, I had everybody around. I bought a special. Yeah, exactly. I bought like a, I got a big new like frying pan that had a lid so you could do the frying and then the steaming. And we had like, but I only had two friends around. There, was, there were four of us. I had a very tiny kitchen at the time. And then, um, but like, they were yum, so I just had to, like you say, saying with the cocktails, I had to keep making more. So to, like, keep making more, because actually it's not that filling, it's tiny, they're tiny dumplings. Um, and then after that, just never, just never, I've li- never once made them again, probably for a yeah. decade now. And I guess in restaurants, like, this, they can just boom, 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 yeah. whack them out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the effort. Because mm. I love sushi, so I'd love to go on a Me sushi too. course. I love that. I think that's my favourite takeaway, actually. Yeah. Oh, God. But then again, I think, like, I also love the, what feels like, 
Uh, maybe like jigsaw building of those layers of flavours. If you're putting together like a bento box of all those different things, I think that's so Well, that's the next level, that. isn't it? Where yeah. you can almost know what would go well together and experiment with that. Yeah. And, and just flavours. Yeah. That's what I'm impressed with cocktails. Yeah. Because I've made a few of my own where I've done like twists on stuff. Because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that might be nice. The next level is going... I'm going to create my own cocktail. Or even a tasting menu through the evening. If you have people go, well, we're going to start with this like light, fresh aperitifi type thing. And by the end of the night, you're onto those old fashions and those like, or however you want to do it. But like, yeah, like kind of do it like you have to do a cheese board in the right order. Do your cocktail tasting night. That's an idea for a future episode that we don't even need to record if you just want me round. Yeah, okay. Okay, great. You see my cocktail... Also, this is so you, delicious. You saw my cocktail trolley. Yeah, that's that is sick. <gasps> this cupboard, there's an overspill. <gasps> there's an overspill. Oh, I love it. It's not all mine, by the way. Like, yeah, my, yeah. my flatmate, um, during lockdown, he also like drank a lot of cocktails. Yeah. But now he's on he's on a bit of a health kick, so I'm just like, well, so I, I must... I must drink these drinks. We can't have the things going off. Do you ever do this? I've, I haven't spoken about this on the podcast before. I end up with... Oh, so I'm, the older I get, the less I drink of alcohol. But I am um, uh, now, just over the years, have collected it. feels like something, because it doesn't really go off. I mean, I'm sure it does. Anything with, like, Baileysy type thing would. Mm. But other than that, like, I've got bottles of stuff that I perhaps would have bought a bottle of because I needed a bit of it for a recipe or yeah. something. And I've got... There's two cupboards full of booze. Um, and every now and again, we'll go we've got to push a shift in and have some fucking weird drinks that we don't like when you really fancy a gin and tonic be like but tonight we're going to have an uh, yeah a coconut and peach rum that someone gave us in yeah. 2004 I'm gonna mix it so do now you probably can't bear to do it but I will do it just to shift without wasting I do I, I know they say it doesn't go off but I'm always a bit wary if it's been there for a while really I think well, some of them do go off. Apparently, vermouth, if you've had that for a while, you shouldn't. And, and fortified wine does yeah. go off. I feel bad because I opened one the other day and I'm like... I'm when am I going on that again? You yeah. need that mini bottles for that. Otherwise yeah, so true. Champagne definitely goes off. Yeah. Um, and loads of people don't know how to store champagne. That's funny, isn't it? It's not meant to be upright. Well, this is what I've recently heard. It's meant to be... On its side. I was going to say downright. <laughs> <laughs> downright dirty champagne. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's on its side, otherwise the sediment all... Well, oh. you make it, it, it gets fizzy by being turned a quarter every now and again on its side with a sediment all risk. My dad used to work for Mert and Chandon when I was a kid. Um, How did you say that? What? Mert and Chandon. Yeah. so that's what I've heard. It's, it's pronounced, because everyone says moe, but it's actually, because it's, isn't it... The it T from? comes before an E. Yeah. So that's French, what so said. it should be moet. Moet, yeah. But they're called now. They're called something like Mert Energy. They're like a five conglomerate mega company now. So, yeah. But it's definitely Mert. I remember getting bollocked about that ages ago. Yeah, because I say Mert now, and then they go "Um, no way, and I'm like, I think I'll have you know. I'm going to direct them to this episode. Yes. Mm. 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Just having a quick, cheerful little interrupt of my own podcast to enjoy some of the answers you have furnished me with to my listener questions. Oh, I love this bit. I asked you to tell me about time that you ate something, even though you had no idea what it was. And as ever, you wonderful lot have excelled. I mean, we've all been there. That's sort of surely it's chocolate. It's got to be chocolate. It's got. It's, I mean, it's good. It's, I'm, it turns out I'm putting. I'm putting it in my mouth. What if it's not? Cho- what if it's not? Cho- oh God! Thank fuck! It was chocolate. We've all done that. But why do we do that? Why do anyway? Here we go. Um, let's talk about the things you have eaten, even though you had no idea what they were. First of all, we've had a response from Tom Cullen, as in actual proper. Hollywood actor Tom Cullen, who says, I was in Tokyo, jet lagged to fuck, and the crew I was working with took me to a yakitori bar. The bar was under a flyover and had about 12 seats and was such a vibe. It was incredible. It does sound very cool. He goes on to say the Japanese crew members order. First dish arrives, barbecued small spherical discs of meat on a skewer. Absolutely delicious. Asked what they were after devouring the lot of them. Turns out, (laughs) turns out they were chicken's sphincter. (laughs) He then says, yep, I ate a chicken's asshole, but genuinely so tasty I ordered more. I, for one, am a big fan of whole carcass butchery and I think if you're gonna kill a chicken if we're gonna eat the known the popular you know the faddy fashionable bits of a chicken we're gonna eat its bosoms we should all probably try its ring piece especially as Tom says that if it's cooked in this Japanese style it is delicious love to hear it absolutely love to hear it Alexi uh sorry if I said your name wrong this was a great one on social media uh, they once drank goose fat because they thought it was a glass of orange juice in the fridge. <laughs> That's a lot, isn't it? That is a lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sarah Jade's had a casserole of sheep's testicles. Had seconds even. No. When she found out that it was sheep's nuts in there, it turned her fully vegetarian. Oh, dear. Um, I think in possibly the most disgusting answer anyone has ever given to any of my listener questions, Daniel Smith is taking that prize. He uh, tells us, I've eaten maggot semen as I thought it looked like honeycomb. Well, I'm never going to look at the inside of a crunchy the same way ever again, Daniel. Fuck. Why does it look like honeycomb? Is that to persuade male maggot fancying maggots to be more keen about their male maggot partner birthday duties? (sighs) 
Uh, Bex Luther on Twitter. She was in a Spanish restaurant and didn't speak Spanish. Spinning the wheel of fortune. I picked a dish at random, says Bex. Had no idea what it was until I got back to England. It turned out to be sea urchin. I didn't like it. And then here's my favourite bit of Bex's writing. Bex has written, no, sir. Did not like it at all. Well, I love that because we all know I really love to be called Sir. Mm, What a brilliant bunch of answers. Thank you for writing in. There are more listener questions coming out all the time. Make sure you're following at the Hoovering Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you won't miss any of these questions. We love, love, love hearing from you. Voice notes are our favourite. But all of these messages are wonderful. Thank you again so much if you got in touch. Back to the episode. Tell me about a time you ate something even though you had no idea what it was. Oh. Well, weirdly, on Tuesday, <gasps> we went at this vegan restaurant. Oh, uh, yeah. They just you the plates and you don't really know what it is. Oh. It's a tasting menu. I, oh, great. I, oh, actually, I will tell you about the time I was in Switzerland. Uh-oh. And um, I, my friend got a press trip to Switzerland. She's a blogger. Oh, wow. And so we went to Zurich. And we went to this random hotel, which was in the middle of like a, um, like a business park. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know when? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I stayed in hotels on business parks for gigs in Switzerland and in Luxembourg. And it's like a, it's like being in a Playmobil city. It's like pop up. Like it's made out of little bits of Lego. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Well, it's very nice and clean, but it's like, there's no permanence to it. Utterly soulless. Exactly. Yeah. It was that. But in the middle of this was this hotel that we, you know, were put in. Gorgeous hotel. A Maserati came and picked us up from the airport. What? That was the airport transfer. Wow. And um, they said, we, we've we've given you a um, complimentary meal tonight at our Michelin-starred restaurant. Seven-course tasting meal with oh wine pairing. Oh, my God. So some of the stuff I didn't know, I always remember. Now, me and this kind of <laughs> moose-type thing, and I'm like... Hmm. I didn't know what it was, and then yeah. the waiter like comes up, tops up the wine. I'm like, "What's this? Pigeon mousse?" Wow! I I didn't love it because then no. like, you know all I could see in my head. You pigeon. don't see a pigeon and think, mm, yum, yum, <laughs> "I think you could probably be pretty far on the road to post-apocalyptic starvation." Yeah. See a pigeon and be like. Yeah, I'd probably hang on another few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice blended. <laughs> oh, yeah, not as a liquid, not as a chunky liquid. Well, Come on. I didn't know what it was, and I was yeah. being all prim and proper and nice and polite. I mean, it wasn't disgusting. I yeah. Have to say. And also, you know, I don't think it was a pigeon from like Trafalgar Square, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, like, at least I fucking hope not. Yeah. <laughs> One legged or whatever. But um, <laughs> I. But it was then afterwards, I was like, oh, oh God, I can't, I can't. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I can't, I can't remember what else that springs to mind, but other than the vegan restaurant on yeah. Tuesday. So there were a few courses that came, well, what could have been anything. Lovely. Well, one of them was, um, potatoes, but in this kind of, we, and it tasted like crispy beef. Oh, nice. Just, just utterly delicious. Wow. Um, so it could have been anything. That's and, fascinating. And you know when, like, people have a go at vegans because it's just like, and, but I kind of want to go, go to a vegan restaurant. Yeah. And do like a blind taste test. And half the time you wouldn't mm-hmm. know the difference. 
I was so full. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's clever how they do it. They sneak it up on you with millions of tiny courses. But also, I think the wine. I went recently to a, a place called Nico by Six. My girlfriend got... Um, oh, yes. She got a voucher for her from her family for her birthday, and that was plus wine. And I've never done the plus wine. Oh. And actually, we, I, we couldn't keep up. So you just have these like, like lined up glasses. But actually, uh, you wouldn't normally have that much liquid with that much food. So yeah. it was just like, I'm, oh god, can we have, can we have a little break? But also, when you've got somewhere snazzy, you don't want to be like, I'll just leave it. You want to? It was like, oh god, oh god, painful. Love, well, love. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? Yes, not for years. <laughs> so I went for my birthday years ago, and we went to a place called the Supper Club, and mm. it fell on my birthday. We'd been out in Amsterdam in the day, and we'd ended up, as you do in Amsterdam, it was le- it's legal out there. Yeah. Incredibly high. Okay? Yeah. So we get to this thing, and we need... Weed or shrooms. Weed. Yeah. Like, uh, had a cupcake. Of it. Lovely. We did that terrible thing when the first time we'd been... We're like, it hasn't affected Oh, no. We've got a bad batch. Let's get another one. So we nearly didn't make it to the supper. Oh, my Christ. I was like, what was powering me through was the fact that I'd put down quite a large deposit. Yeah. This fancy, horse meal. (gasps) Well, I say course. Fucking hell. We were so hungry because of the weed. Oh, no. At one point, they brought over (laughs) only half of this, (gasps) and it was macaron. And we all looked at each other, and I said... Is that one of the courses? And it was. <gasps> tiny macaron was classed. No, no. And the person next to us, the group next to us, went early because they had like had a whitey or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And then I said, "Look, they've left their macaron." <laughs> we split it into about five tiny pieces. Oh so my hungry. god, that's so heartbreaking. Yeah. So that was the opposite. God, embarrassing. Like, given enough food because sometimes these tasting menus, yeah. are like literally a taste yeah that can get fucked as well it's a a nice balance to find Um, on that note should we try a macaron what's going on here what's what and where are they from they're really pretty Maison Poujon oh wow just downstairs they also look like the Big Mac of macaron they're massive they're quite quite, yeah do you like this you go there that's pink there's brown green and beige I'm always sort of... Oh, oh God. Lovely. I'm going to try it. Just take a bite. You, just, you can leave it. I'm going to try brown. That's oh. like a chocolatey one. I think that Is might it? be coffee, actually. I love coffee flavour things. It smells biscuity. Which is like... Saying that wine smells grapey. <laughs> I've put my thumb through it. Mm. Oh, wow. That's yummy. I nearly got olives. There's an amazing olive stall on, on the market. And I have to say, they're the best olives I've ever tasted. Wow. And every time I get... She knows me now. I've kind of become that wanker. That I like, love it. Like, I know mm. the market traders. Um, <laughs> and I said, oh, she was like, hello, darling. And I said, best olives ever. I'm like, so oh. But they are. They're like, mm. so I, if the olive store was out, I would have got us some olives mm. to pick up because I love an olive. I love an olive. Yeah. What are your favourites? I like this big green boys called Nook Nook. Beginning with a nerf. That's what they've got. Mm, yeah, they're so she lovely. Has, she has like this these kind great. of wooden crates, and there's just olive after olive, and then she's got feta there. She's got vine mm. leaves. It's kind of like this. It's like a. I know exactly you know, the sort like, of thing you mean. You know, like a Tesco deli. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Fancy. Like yeah, lovely. Um, and uh, so I get a mix, and she has some that's stuffed with garlic. Mm. And, oh, just lovely. Um, lovely to pick out. 
Is there anything that you believe demands to be eaten in a particular way, like a ritualistic way? Kit Kat. Let's talk Kit Kat. Like the side, I always eat like a Kit Kat chunky. I'll eat yeah, I did chunky. need a bit more specifics about whether this was a chunky or Sorry, a full finger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a chunky and it's bite the sides off. Yeah. Do you mean carefully. the ends or the, the ends, sides first? The, side, the sides, sides first, first, then the ends. Wow. And then bite the top chocolate layer off. And then bite the bottom chocolate layer off, That's, which is the hardest. You do get box. a bit... I've never managed that without getting a little bit of wafer. Uh, yeah, you do get a bit of wafer, but not too much. Okay, you, fine. You practice. You, yeah. You're like, mm, I'm going to need mm. to see it in person. Yeah, I want this proven. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just eat the thing. So I, I do like to, to do that. I'm quite ritualistic with mm. that. Um, I also like... One of, my, one of my guilty pleasures in terms of food is I like to get a slice of... Uh, Gouda cheese. Lovely. So I buy the pack of sliced Gouda cheese. Yeah. And um, I often like to get maybe like a salami or chorizo. Mm. Put that there. A little bit of mayo in the middle. Oh, hello. And a little bit of um, balsamic glaze. What the, the fuck? Mayo. And this balsamic glaze. Oh, I'm gutted. I can't find it anywhere. It's fig balsamic glaze. Wow. It's been discontinued. Oh, where were you getting it? Same bougie store you get your olives. <laughs> My mum got it from some food. Oh, okay. She went to, which she was like, it's been discontinued. Oh, my crumbs. But yeah. Anyway, and then I'll roll up the, the gouda and the chorizo. Like and a some into savory like edible a... cigar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheesy treat, Zoe. It's hot dog. And I, and I tell you what I also love, and I'm whispering because I'm 32, I don't want to admit it. Tell me. A baby bell. I have maybe a two baby bell a day habit. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't... My my friend said to me the other day, it's not your brand. Really? Yeah. Do you think it's a bit off-brand for you to have baby bell? Same size, same shape. Yeah. (laughs) Quite different nutritional (laughs) content. I I am... Do you know what I love about a baby bell? But also, you do uh, PE like I do, weightlifting stuff. Mm. And one of my coaches put me on to baby bell. And actually... I'm going to say it. There's not many things where I prefer the light version or think there's any reason or point buying it. But I get the Baby Bell light. They are, if you're trying to not like constantly smash a load of meat all the time, like a really brilliant little um, sprinkle of protein in the middle of your day. And I'm um, a lot of, basically, I did a, I had a really fascinating consultation with someone about how to best fuel all the exercise I'm doing. And they were like, just little bits of protein really often, rather than having like a massive, great big load here and there, like for muscle recovery. And um, a little baby bell every now and again, absolutely brilliant. I think it's nine grams of protein in it or something. Yeah. And there you go. And you haven't had to have like a great big fuck off shake or yeah. some like faux grenade like dust whey tasting bar like oh, yes yeah, great you get to, it's as close as you can get to real food that feels like a tiny little well, protein that's interesting because my flatmate said the other day because he's a bit he's got into the nutrition side of it and he said oh um, you should get baby bell light but my first thing was i don't do light yeah no me neither but for I some have... reason i think they're basically there's a bit more protein in them weirdly right, okay. there's like two grams more protein yeah but they're well, probably m- even more processed. But the, I mean, a baby bell is going to be processed yeah, anyway. So what's the baby point? Bell for, you know, the, but whereas I think <laughs> I, I'm with you when it comes to yogurts and all those things, because essentially, if they've taken the fat out, they've added sugar, yeah. or they've added a pretend version of sugar that does exactly the same thing to your glucose anyway, or they've just added another process. So you're having an extra layer of processing yeah. on whatever you're eating. Whereas with baby bells, I think there's just like two grams more protein in the light ones. Weirdly, I lose weight quite easily. Right, I'm right, right. Annoying people. 
but no, I'm not annoyed. It's annoying for you, I imagine, especially well, if you. What I mean. Yeah, I can't put on to the bloody vegan restaurant. I keep going on about this vegan restaurant. It was nice, but like yeah. after that, I looked at these. This my fitness pal. It was like you need a little bit more protein of the day, mainly because I couldn't add my things into it. Yeah, because it weren't on the list to be like I've had a foam made <laughs> from. Yeah, how much proteins in pigeon moose? Yeah, <laughs> but I was like, um, I had a shape, but afterwards I just felt you, you, I didn't want because that. When you're eating good food, you yeah. have to eat a lot. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Pizza, you've got your calories like that. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, good yeah. For you, is it? Oh, I love pizza. Well, it just, it does, it, but it it's not not good for you. It's just a different nutritional maker. I don't know. It's a really interesting thing, I think. But it's funny, isn't it? Pizza gets, I think pizza gets, well, bad rap. But I want but, lean gains. Yeah. So you want like, lean gains. Yeah, yeah. Lean, lean gains. <laughs> just something about the way you said it really tickled me. <laughs> no, I want lean gains. <laughs> I just want lean, lean gains. But it's true because, you know, bulking season. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. There are a lot of people who will just... Eat loads, loads, loads. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Shred. Yeah, that looks. That sounds, sounds horrible. Yeah, but like, I hear you. I think there's something very like you hear a lot of people talk about how horrible it is to restrict, and I'm someone who wangs on the fuck about that, and I'm not into it. I let all that shit go. Years ago, for in exchange for a happy life, but as equally, I can't. The, the idea of eating beyond fullness is also fucking gross. I think, part, I think, because I, especially on this podcast, I think I shout the virtues of like intuitive eating, which is like very anti diet industry, etc. Anti all that noise that everybody has got to be smaller all the time, because I feel like that's the noise that shouts to me and to women all the time. But equally, the other side of the coin with intuitive eating is stopping when you're full, like stopping when you want to stop and you make yeah. your peace with like, so many of us were brought up to like finish what's on your plate or to eat that thing even though you don't like it because your body needs it or whatever or and sometimes for kind reasons where families couldn't afford to do something different instead so you do just eat what you're fucking given like there are a million reasons why we don't eat intuitively like not brought up to like eat when we're hungry stop when we're full have what we want and trust your body to want enough of the right nutrients etc and to all be really educated but I think it's the other huge side of it is stopping when you're full and when you have to have something, if you are trying to like get more fuel in you than you want, yeah. it's grim. Oh, it's a lot. I just did a radio series all about weightlifting and women do all different types of weightlifting. And the one sort I could never do, and I just will never be able to do, is like competitive bodybuilding where it's as much about controlling what you eat and when you eat it. It's way more about that than it is about any the, the exercise, really. Quick fire questions. What's the worst looking or smelling but best tasting thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> I know what you thought of then. I could see it in your eyes. Should we move on? I can take that answer. <laughs> okay, dokie. Um, most futuristic thing you've ever eaten? Oh, uh, can I have drink? Like, yeah. I had like a weird cocktail once where it was all smoking and it was mm. like, like some sort of space. Was it nitric, os- yeah, nitric yeah, oxide? Yeah, nitric oxide. And it, was yeah. All, and it came with a big bubble and you popped the bubble and then it all smoked. Yeah. I love the theatre of it. Mm. Um, what's the worst thing you've ever found in something that you were eating? Recently, um, I ordered a, a, a pie, a, a langoustine pie with chicken. It was a, it was a weird mix. Fancy. Um, and but it came with um, a langoustine prawn, mm. and they stuck the prawn out of the pie, yeah. almost like it. Was I like, love if you're doing. If, if you're listening, it's doing a really lovely impression of it. I am, but almost like it was like, help, please. <laughs> yeah. Did they, they put a little white flag in its paw? <laughs> in it its... may as well. Yeah. It may as well. I surrender. 
Awful. Um, hangover, what are you having? Oh, I love a ham and cheese toasty or oh, just a cheese toasty. Lovely, simple. A barocca, yeah. um, and maybe like a LucasAid sport berry or Coca-Cola. Really specific, that. absolutely lovely and quite specific I, I, in a way that I've really... Okay, I'm, I'm here for it, I'm absolutely here for it. Um, no other option, would you eat a person? Uh, if there's no other option, yeah, I don't think I would have a choice. Got it. Now it's time for the big men question. Tables have had enough of being used and abused and they set up a secret conspiracy across the multiverse to make us humans destroy ourselves, starting with all tables unwobble just one leg so that people get so annoyed that they start doing murders sometimes of their own table-rocking children even sometimes and eventually tables start scratching lies into themselves to spread the, um, the fake news of Putin and Trump and anyone at my school who said they saw me fingering Gary. It's an apocalypse. Everyone's fully feral and murderous. It's worse than that, that fungal zombie thing and it's all because of table revenge. Luckily, it's all agreed to have never happened but only if you and weirdly it does have to be you Lee agree to do a 38 mile duck walk all whilst muttering the entire screenplay of every episode of Line of Duty including doing all the accents but as I said only ever quietly muttering but it means your mouth's too busy to, for food stops it sounds impossible but you do it you're a hero you go down in history as a person who saved us from a really disgusting wobbly legged table induced apocalypse mm-hmm. your reward is the adulation of all people for all time a place in history as a god but your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams because you're starving because that took fucking ages and you weren't allowed any snacks so it's not like a last meal it's the opposite because you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier it's a fantasy situation you're hungry you're happy you're on top of the world you're allowed to shower you're allowed to reset this is when exactly when you want to eat this and drink this what would you i'm going to put it in this order for you what would you drink and what would you eat and there's allowed to be a who with and where if you want to sit the location and company have a margarita yes. on the rocks yes. with a dash of agave syrup mm. and some lavender bitters in there. Wow. Just to elevate it with a half salt rim. Mm. Um, and I would have just to go with the the margarita, I would probably have real kind of like cheesy chicken fajitas and, and orange. Wow. Nice. I don't want anything too fancy if I'm yeah. really starving. And yeah. I just want something. I, I want kind of something like that. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. What a lovely combo. Mm. Um, right I'm worried that the that the um, that the margaritas won't be up to your standards. But there's a really nice place just off um, Regent Street where I go for tacos and margaritas, and oh, it feels yeah. like similar vibes. That like fresh, but like quite wholesome, but very like. <gasps> I don't have to describe it better than that food, but also just really lovely spicy salted margaritas. Mm. The best cocktail I've ever tasted. Love it. Um, Thank you so much for doing my silly podcast. Thanks for having me. Hoovering Podcast. What a lovely man. He does the warm-up for loose women, don't you know? Bit of fun. He's kind and funny and a wonderful egg. Make sure you're following him, please. He's at It's Lee Peart on Insta. But more importantly, make sure you see him live as well as following him, please, because he's extra awesome at stand-up comedy. Don't forget to come and see Hoovering live in August at Camden's iconic roundhouse venue, who are running their first ever comedy festival, 10th of August. But the whole thing, the whole festival looks lush. Follow us on social media at The Hoovering Pod. I'm on at Jessica Fosterkew. Send us voice notes, pictures, WhatsApps to 07462 Email us, thehooveringpod at gmail.com. 
I'll be storing all your beautiful offerings up and discussing them in future episodes. Keep an eye on our social media for any specific questions and topics that we'll be asking you to contact us about. Links to everything interesting mentioned today are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Hoovering is presented and created by me, Jessica Fosterkew. The music is by Jake Yap, and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Until in two weeks, happy hoovering. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.